Hey there, I'm Tatsu. And I'm Jeff. And this is Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. Where we buck the fear-based narrative and explore topics in a fun and unique way. All in service of personal growth. Hello and welcome to episode number eight of Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. I am your co-host, Jeff. And I'm Tatsu. And we're excited to get into our topic. But before we do, per usual, what ensemble are you working with today, Tatsu? Today I got I got on this this pinkish bluish checkered shirt and I got some red training shorts on, which are very light and comfy, um, especially to play basketball in. All right. You got all the colors working there, huh? Oh, yeah. All kinds of brightness up in here right now, today. What about you, Jeff? What you got on? I got the formal attire. I got the the black basketball shorts and then the white button down. Keep it yes. classy. Yes. Yes. This is formal attire around here. All you need is a black headband. There we go. And I could probably make that happen somewhere. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Well, I think today we're going to talk about communication. Yeah. Which is uh, vast and can go a million different ways. And who knows, this might even be a multi-part topic. Mm-hmm. But when we talk about communication, we hear a lot about it, especially in like social media age, right? What do you think the biggest barrier of communication is? Um, in relationships? Mm. I would say, I would say self-awareness, lack of self-awareness or, um, or not enough depth in self-awareness. Um, I think, especially for my, for myself, like just like looking at my childhood and, and, and parents and all, um, Japanese, traditional Japanese family, parents didn't really express themselves as much, at least verbally. Like they showed love through action, but um, expressing of feelings and especially expressing the feelings wasn't really there. Mm. Um, and I, I never had a model for that. Uh, they, they always expressed like what should be done and what needs to be done, but but those are like very much, I think, conditioned, like societal and cultural conditioning. Um, what's right, what's wrong, what, you know, what, what will make you successful, what would make me be perceived as a good person, you know, all that kind of stuff um, was conveyed, communicated to me. Um, but then there's this whole other side of like just expressing true feelings and um, from an authentic, a truly authentic place. Um, I didn't really have much of a model for that. And so I would say with regard to like relationships, whatever is going on inside that's missing. Um, I was traditionally a person who would like shut down in an mm -hmm. argument, in a relationship. I would just shut down and then wait for the other person, wait for her to like calm down, you know, um, thinking that whatever I would say would just like keep adding fuel to the fire. So I would just like shut down and not really knowing how to express myself. Um, so un until I had that self-awareness, I, I just did the automatic thing. 
you know, yeah. shut down. Uh, what, what do you think about the barriers to communication these days? Well, yeah, I definitely think awareness for sure, because if you don't know how you communicate or your preferred style of communication, it's pretty tough to let someone else know that. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's knowing how other people communicate. And, uh, and again, obviously, that starts with self-awareness, but um, it's crazy. Like everyone communicates differently, even if it's a similar style, it might be some nuances. So knowing that is is big like my family growing up and my wife's family growing up totally different ways of communicating mm. and me and my wife totally different ways of communicating it took me a long time to realize like this conversation will take multiple days mm. or I, I don't want them to take multiple minutes i want to get <laughs> to the other side as fast as possible especially if there's any kind of friction or confrontation mm -hmm. um that's just how it is for me, but that doesn't work with, with staff, with my wife. So I've had to learn to like pause and like let her process and then come back. So there has to be a willingness to be able to do that. I didn't want to do that in the beginning because mm. I kept looking at it as like, well, it sucks for me mm -hmm. and it feels unfinished, which mm -hmm. technically it is, it's in process. Mm -hmm. um so like you know coming with all right well here's what i grew up with and here's what i believe and this is what she believes and what she grew up with and then kind of creating a combo of that so that it works for everybody or at mm -hmm. least works well enough because if it's all her style or all my style it won't work mm -hmm. um so there's got to be a willingness and then an understanding of how both of you communicate and especially when you're dealing with conflict, um, but even day to day, right? People have communication needs. Some people need to be in constant communication. Some people don't. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it goes back to, you know, what, what's the expectation? Um, what's the preferred style? And maybe the preferred style is an automatic style. So maybe there's some examination there to be done too. Mm -hmm. Of like, all right, if there weren't any training, or years of doing it one way, is that the way you'd want it to be done? Mm -hmm. um, and then coming up in partnership with, well, what, what's the way we're going to communicate? Mm -hmm. um, I, and this is not just for like, you know, partnerships like that. This could be business partnerships. This could be friendships, um, anything, even, you know, cor uh, corporate culture and teams. It's like, how do we want to communicate and who do we want to be around communication? Mm -hmm. and having it clear so that, you know, there's some kind of agreement around it. Mm -hmm. um, but I, yeah, I think the, the biggest barrier for me is that doesn't exist for most people. <laughs> They're just kind of winging it or going off of what they think is quote unquote right. Mm -hmm. And uh, that may work and it might be compatible. And a lot of times it doesn't. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. And especially now where I'm at right now in my life, I think more communication is, is going to be better to err on, on the side of more. Because even if there's more and you mess things up, you can always clean it up. But when there's not enough, then we're stewing within our own brains and all the shenanigans start happening and start creating these stories that go way beyond where they really need to be. 
And that creates multiple other problems in itself, right? And I grew up in that environment, like, oh, <laughs> grin and bear it. You know, that's a very Japanese thing, you know, just take it, you know, because um, it's honorable, like all that kind of crap, right? Yeah. Um, so I just like thought, okay, I'm gonna process it myself. And um, I'm just gonna assume that they're thinking what I'm thinking because I think it's the right way to, to do things. And like, I expect them to do these things and all that stuff that was all part of what I learned growing up was just a bunch of craziness because at the end of the day, it's like, it's not, it's not the reality of the other person or persons, you know? So I definitely believe that understanding other people's views and their feelings is super, super important. And <clears throat> in order to do that, you got to talk and communicate in other ways too, you know, for sure. Yeah. And I think that that's also an issue with like text and email communication. Mm -hmm. There's a lot left for interpretation. You don't hear the tone, you don't hear the cadence. Mm -hmm. um, and like you said, then you're kind of like stewing over this text message for 10 minutes while you're overanalyzing it. Um, and look, there's, you know, Hey, I need bread at the store. Like, all right. Like, I don't think we need a full on dialogue for that one. Mm -hmm. um, but it's kind of like being intentional with the modes of communication. Mm -hmm. And what's the overall intention with that? Um, you know, for me, like voice texts are pretty good, right? When it gets a little squirrely, mm -hmm. or you can tell that like something's going on on the other side, you can do a voice text, you know, one way message. So at least that person can hear where you're coming from tonality um and the vibe of the actual message aside from the the words mm -hmm. and i think when you talk about social media whether it's tweets or instagram posts or facebook posts like a lot of that's missing mm -hmm. um and then again it becomes uh flammatory mm -hmm. um and there's nothing wrong with having your opinion out there um but I would expect all kinds of different reactions yeah. because these platforms, you know, it's not like if there's no general intention, it's just here, here's some form of community. Good luck. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think you can get out of hand and I think you're not speaking to that person. It's not a live breathing conversation. It's post or comment. And I know for me, like, I just put it down. You know, when it comes to social media, when I notice it's kind of getting toxic. Oh yeah. Um, and even like when I want to connect, I'll I'll call somebody or I'll voice text someone or I'll set up a Zoom call if they're not in person. Obviously, if they're in person, that's even better. But like just to create like a real connection, because mm -hmm. we have so much close connection but not really connected, that the communication becomes different, like inauthentic and agenda based. Versus mm -hmm. like, no, how, how are you actually <laughs> like, what's going on in your world? Not just like topical in an elevator. How are you? So many distractions these days, it may be challenging to stay focused and committed to living with intention. Good habits are more critical than ever before. Check out winning habits by Jeff Miller, a 
former tennis pro and top-tier life and business coach, Jeff shares priceless experience and wisdom. Check it out on Amazon.com. Right. And, and I think noticing like where the energy behind the communication is coming from. Because like even, even with the text, right, you can feel something. And mm-hmm. whether it's like you feeling it and it's completely off or you're feeling it and you're, you're spot on, you feel something. And I think there's, a, there's an energetic piece that's transmitted with the way we communicate, right? Mm-hmm. And we're not always aware of that. But like to be very like aware of like, why am I saying this in the first place? Or where is this coming from? And if they're reacting, then, oh, where's the, where's the misunderstanding? Where's the gap there? Right. And then, and then recommit to where it's coming from. Like, is it coming from like inauthentic, like fear-based place? Right. Am I like really like trying to tell my kid to do this thing um, because I just want to control them because I'm afraid of losing control or is it coming from an authentic, like loving place of, no, I really care about your well-being, and that's all I care about. And I just want you to understand that, you know, um, it gets, it gets pretty, it can get pretty deep into like realizing where these words are coming from and like where these actions are coming from and how, how we're communicating and why we're saying things that we're saying. Um, but I think being paying attention to like, first and foremost, like there, we may have an agenda, but what is that agenda? And where is that coming from? Because that's going to send off a different type of energy with the words and actions when we, when we communicate. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, I think what you're speaking to is the difference between talking and actually communicating. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. like taking right, right. ownership and responsibility of how the words are leaving and how the words are being received. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, these things only happen when something is sent and something is received. I think a lot of people are just concerned about the sent part. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, hey, it's that person's responsibility to receive it. Sure, maybe a little bit, but ultimately, I still think it's like who who's starting that message and who's communicating it. And, you know, how are you being around that communication? Mm-hmm. Um, and what, like you said, what's, what's the intention there? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a big difference in general. Um, and I think all these like little, little things that pop up, if we're not paying attention to it, they can create big gaps in communication in connection in relationships. And over time, I think that's what leads to some pretty big breakdowns in relationships and in communicating our own needs you know for kind of like hey i've been been voicing these things and they're just not getting it and then you think back like ooh, how have i been voicing those things mm-hmm. and is it clear mm-hmm. and and i think once we look back it's like we probably notice like oh maybe i could have been more clear or i could have been mm-hmm. a little more softer or intentional with that communication mm-hmm. right um i think and probably most people like we have a a sense that we want to be heard and understood right um but a a lot of folks assume that that is going to happen 
<laughs> without actually taking ownership of how that goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, yeah, like playing the guessing game is just like a crazy game. Like, what okay. do they think, you know, like, so it's like too much, it's, it's like too much energy being wasted trying to figure out the other person, you know? And totally. That's why I really, I really love just like being responsible and just doing the best that you can at conveying whatever you want to convey, you know, as authentically as possible and just seeing the reaction or response from the, from the other side. And then do that again and then do that again, you know, the best you can, right. You continue to, to grow and, and learn from that. Um, otherwise it's like, there's too much, too yeah. much to try to worry about too much. We have, we, we don't control. Right. Yep. Um, and a big part, like one thing that I, that I love most about you is, is your way of communicating. Cause you're so like direct and like just flat, like everything's cool. Like, just tell me, just let me know. Right. You're and you're one of like the best people in, that keep in touch. You, you keep in touch very well, um, at least in my experience, you know. So and I was I was I grew up the the opposite. You know, I'll let things muster and like like it just didn't feel good. It didn't feel good, but I just didn't know what else to do. Like that was my automatic way of being, right? Um, so I've learned a lot, you know, just about just reaching out. And just talking and whenever there's something weird just honor that feeling inside of me and like talk about it you know at least open up a conversation about it um and always at the end of the day i always feel better you know there's more clarity so i feel better um and yeah i think that's that's something that's really really important like not being afraid um to say whatever, whenever, um, as long as it's coming from an authentic, loving place, then um, I think the gaps will be closed over time. You know, as long as there's a mutual desire to close that gap, you know. Um, yeah, you know, the, the five love languages. I, I don't remember when I first heard about it, but when I did, like, I was mind blown. I was like, Oh, that's important. That sounds important, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then even like the ones with like, oh, there's a there's a kids version, and like, why don't you ask your kids what their love languages are, right? Like that didn't that never crossed my mind growing up, you know? Because you know the the older the older person's mindset and the you know mine was, uh, they're kids, like they'll just do what, what we tell them to do, you know? They'll learn, you know, from us type of thing as opposed to like really like how do you communicate how do you want to communicate how do you want to be treated you know and treating them just like a another adult in that sense right totally blew my, blew my mind um yeah yeah and i i think uh you know five Lo love languages by gary chapman that's the author um i don't want to read that at first <laughs> kind of like, phoned it in. I'm like, I know my love language, <laughs> you know? And it wasn't really until then that I realized that, you know, Steph and I had different love languages. 
Mm-hmm. And I remember like years, I would like kick the laundry basket down the hall, like hoping that she would do my laundry at one point. <laughs> and like, that's not her love languages. They're not, they're, her love language is not acts of service. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like within those, right, there's kind of like micro mm-hmm. areas, right? Like her hers is um, time, right? Spending time, quality mm-hmm. time. Quality time. And quality time for me could be like watching a game or something or watching TV. And um, that can be for her, but mostly it's not like doing something else, just hanging out, right? Um, so even that had to be like further understood. Um, and even like the, you know, how we've changed, like, I think words of affirmation were like last on my list mm. years ago. And now that's like a number two for me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Right. Access service is still first, but like, even now I'll catch myself doing an acts of service, I don't know, doing something like cleaning the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm like, oh, like this would be good like stuff like this and it's not like she won't like it but like she won't like really acknowledge that because mm-hmm. um, it's not like where she's looking um so even like I, I still think we have a tendency to do our acts of service with other people and we have to be mindful like yeah that would still be good it's still something that i need to be doing but that's maybe not where i'm gonna get recognized or acknowledged or appreciated from Mm -hmm. Um, so I think, you know, again, like you said, in the beginning of this conversation is the self-awareness, like, what do I need? Mm -hmm. And then what do other people need? Mm -hmm. And usually there's some kind of overlap, but, you know, again, what I found is I would do acts of service and then be resentful that they didn't get recognized Mm -hmm. or or feel like it was appreciated. Mm -hmm. Um, like, I don't know if I was expecting like trumpets and like chocolate cake everywhere and like seafood towers. for cleaning the kitchen, like some kind of like thing that wasn't realistic. Um, but again, like that, like that need mm. might be better served through something else. Parents, are you looking for books to support your children in self-awareness and consciousness? Well, look no further than Listen by Tatsu Fushimi and illustrated by Brittany Vu. And a little reminder, written by Tatsu Fushimi and illustrated by Julie Wells. These are great books that can support your children's journey. Available on Amazon and barnesandnobles.com. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and communicating what that need is. Again, no one's a mind reader. Mm-hmm. So I think communication comes in all different shapes of forms. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've always come from the way of over communicating, annoy someone, you know, rather than not communicate enough. And then you're dealing with resentment or questions or making stuff up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just asking, you know, like, hey, like, do you need to say anything or how's it going over there? Mm-hmm. Checking in mm-hmm. um, instead of assuming something. Mm-hmm. There's that word. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, that, yeah. And, that, and that's one of the that's one of the uh, the four agreements, right? That never make assumptions. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and and it's pretty spot on because usually mm-hmm. assumptions lead us astray, and I think they're so tied into expectations, right? 
you know, assumptions on their own aren't horrible, but usually they're attached to expectations. Mm-hmm. And that's where it gets tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, if we were communicating and we were clear, then we would get the information we needed and the feedback we need to proceed in the way that's going to best serve ourselves and other people. Right. Especially today where I feel like, you know, people are like on edge and maybe they've always been on edge, but I feel like it's just a lot more on loudspeaker. Mm -hmm. And so people are looking for something to disagree with instead of to agree with. Mm -hmm. And everything is so polarized. Yeah. Um, Even with all the differences we have, we as a human race are much more similar than we are different. Mm -hmm. Um, But people are looking for how to be argumentative, what to disagree with, what to combat Mm -hmm. instead of, okay, well, what can we start with, right? Like, what do we also, like, what do we agree on? Okay, sky's blue most of the time. Let's start there, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I think it takes someone to start that conversation. It takes someone to be that consistently. And, um, you know, I think communication is awesome because it can lead to so many cool things. Um, if we're not intentional with the communication, then it could also destroy a lot of things. And I, and I, and I think like, even when, when people may, we snap or like lash out or say hurtful things in, in a sense, I think it's, it's really healthy because it's probably, probably stuff that was bottled up for, for years. That's finally getting released. Right. But I think the caveat is to be aware of what came out and then why it came out. And yep. then move, moving ahead to improve the way to convey those feelings, you know? So it's like, it's like the pandemic kind of like popped the pressure off of society. It seems like not just the pandemic, but a lot of political stuff and like civil stuff yep. popped the pressure off. Now all this steam's coming out. Right. And it's still going and it's okay because we needed to release that steam, you know, like, like closet racists are now like openly racist, right? So there was like pressure building up that needed to be released. Okay, cool. Now it's releasing, heal, heal. But there's a better way to communicate too. You know, as you heal, that way of communicating isn't necessarily your true self. It's not your coming from your true essence, right? It's not coming from a loving place. So how do we start to shift more towards that in communicating in that way. Yeah, I mean, it's a fine line. Like you want people to be true to themselves and say what they need to say, but you also want people to like own the impact of that. Right. And we're all gonna make mistakes. Uh, if I haven't made one already today, I'm probably gonna make one today. Um, <laughs> most likely for my- Self-fulfilling prophecy, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm gonna own it. I'm gonna own the impact. I'll clean up what I need to clean up. So like, right. I don't think we want to go through life walking on eggshells, mm-hmm. but we also want to own the impact. So if we do say something that offends somebody, like, okay, like let's clean it up. Let's have a conversation around it mm-hmm. um, and be willing. You know, I think a lot of people hide behind their social media tags 
And then when they get into a, an in-person conversation, they don't say anything. Right. <laughs> you know, and it's like, okay, well, what's that about? Right. And so everyone's got different things they're working on and different goals that with that. But I'd love for people to be as real in social media as they are in the real world. And then obviously like have some humanity towards it, right? People are really abrasive a lot of times mm -hmm. on social media. And um, I don't know, like if you were in their home and they just cooked you dinner, would you be that abrasive? Even if you wanted to still relay that message, mm -hmm. um, you probably have more tact in that. Uh, so, you know, for me, like you said, yeah, definitely the steam is rising and, you know, the lid has blown off this thing and we get to reinvent, you know, how we're going to be moving forward. Mm. And I think it starts and ends with communication. Yeah. Um, can we communicate together? Even if you don't have anything in common or strongly dislike that person, mm. can you at least get to that point that you can communicate and have a conversation with them? Mm -hmm. um, I think that's crucial for the sustainability of our culture. Um, worldwide, you know, let's, let's be able to sit down and have a conversation mm -hmm. um, and let's get back to that place. Cause if we can't get to that place, then we're in trouble. Right. hundred percent, man. So what would you suggest for someone listening to this podcast episode that wants to improve their level of communication? What would you say is something they could take on? Um, I'm going to, I'm going to suggest something along, along the vein of what you talked about understanding other people. Um, I'm going to say practicing, um, creating a safe space for other people to share authentically as authentically as possible. So, um, going in with, a any conversation going in with a really open heart, open mind. And regardless of what the other person's saying, just notice if um, anything's coming up within you. And instead of just like initially reacting or refuting what they're saying or trying to um, correct them, um, just shut up. <laughs> just shut up and hold that hold that space, you know that that safe that safe space for them to share. What about you, man? What you got for them? <laughs> well, if you haven't read the five love languages or it's been a while, um, I think I would I'd read that book. It's a simple read. It's got like a little fun quiz at the end to kind of distinguish what your love language is. But that's uh, five love five love languages by Gary Chapman. Um, so I would read that. And if you're, you know, married, dating someone, have them read it, too. Um, makes a big difference. Uh, and then number two, I would just notice like communication everywhere. Notice how people communicate on the radio, on a podcast, in person, at the grocery store. Just start noticing the different ways of communicating. Some you like, some you don't like. Notice why you don't like some, why you do. Just kind of soak it in with a sponge. I think a lot of things we can learn from what we like and don't like. Um, just by doing that, you will automatically alter your communication style. But I think that's a good starting point of simply noticing. And then, you know, from there, you can take it how you want to take it. Nice. 
Love it, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this yeah. is, this is a big topic, man. Um, Cause communicating with other people and then communicating, well, communicating with the outside world is huge topic. And then communicating with ourselves, like what, like even like listening to what our body is telling us, right? Like how are we communicating with ourselves? So I think this will be a, a multi-parter um, somewhere down the line. Um, so a lot of, a lot of juicy, juiciness up in here. With this um, topic. I'm sure, man. And it's been a blast as always. And uh, we appreciate feedback. So please continue to reach out. Um, if you ever have a suggested topic, we're more than happy to listen to that. So send, send us whatever you're thinking. We appreciate the community, the love, and we'll be here uh, next time for episode nine. Thank you for checking out this episode of Butt Downs and Basketball Shorts. And if you got some value today, please subscribe and share, and we'll see you on the next one.